let's just worship God this evening and tell him how much we want him we're talking we're, we're discussing on the good path look at church many people are not in church on a holiday the people who own the holiday they probably gone to the mosque and we are not here we must yearn for the things of God we must desire the good path and that is why this song holds special meaning to us at this time let us take it with reverence again sow in the evening because we do not know which one will be acceptable to God. On a day like this when God is looking for true worshippers, may we be counted amongst in the name of Jesus. When on a day like this that God is looking for those who will walk the extra mile with him. On a day like this that God is looking for those who are not practicing convenient Christianity. May, be, may we be counted amongst them in the name of Jesus. Father, cause your reward to come to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you said for everyone that has left mother and father, brother and sister to follow you, there will be a reward. May we enter into our season of reward in the name of Jesus. Father, this is the last week of the third quarter of the year 2023. Even this year, at the remainder of this quarter, you can do something for us in the name of Jesus. And cause our mouth to be full of testimonies on Sunday in the mighty name of Jesus. And I decree, I declare gloriously we will march into the first quarter fourth quarter in the name of Jesus. For as many that are here, I pray that the spirit of the Lord will descend upon you in the name of Jesus. It will also descend upon me in the mighty name of Jesus. And for as many that are listening through any device, Lord, we ask that your mercy, by your mercy it will be extended to them also in the name of Jesus. And therefore we declare this service open in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we put our hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah. Please be seated.
I must admit that it's easier to come for a Wednesday service at the tail end of work. And maybe some of us will think that, ah, if it only was a public holiday, it would be easier for me to make Wednesday service. But here is the reality. Here is the reality. For you to be in this auditorium, you have taken a good path. You chose the good path because you could be anywhere else. You could have been relaxing. You even had the option of staying online. After all, it's still church. But you chose to be here because we have an appointment with God. We have an appointment with Christ. So I want you to please clap for yourselves. Hallelujah. Let me prophesy to you this evening that the same way that Jesus said to Mary, said to Martha, I said, Mary has chosen the good path and it will not be taken away from her. Because you are here tonight, there's a path that God is going to give to you and it will not elude you in the name of Jesus. It will not be taken away from you in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you have come something special will happen to you and you will relate it to your coming to this service. You relate it to the fact that I could have still been in my bed. I could have still been in my shop. I could have still been in my friend's house. But I chose the good path to come and sit at the feet of Jesus Christ. And that good path will not be taken away from you. In the, I pray for a quickening of the manifestation of that good path. In Jesus' mighty name we're praying. Amen. So that's the first blessing for us. Hallelujah. That's the first present for you coming. Amen. Amen. Because let's be real, it's not that easy. You Today you can feel like, okay, let me just take it a, a easy a bit, you know. Hallelujah. But quickly, we have a little bit of distance to travel this evening. And we all remember on Sunday, we were talking about the good part. Um, the good part. Amen. How many of us remember we are talking about the good part? How many of us have meditated over that message? I shared a video that Sister Yinka Blackshear sent to me. You notice it was almost word for word. This young boy that was preaching the sermon and he was talking about choices. Hallelujah. But the good part, you remember our key scripture that we talked about Mary, we talked about Martha, we talked about uh, their experiences, and we went on to talk about, just let me paraphrase uh, what we shared for reason of time. We realized that there were two sisters, and one chose a good part, and the other chose not good a path. But ordinarily, in terms of um, being hospitable, she chose a path. But you know what? We can be doing the right thing at the wrong time. And we understood that it wasn't, that it, what Martha was doing wasn't really bad, but she didn't get her priorities right. And we showed, we shared how in many instances from the Bible, many people didn't get their priorities right. And some got their priorities right, like Solomon, who asked God, for a special favor, and Bible tells us that he pleased God so much so that he gave him what he wanted, and he gave him even extra 
to it. We also learned about the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and he said, what can I do to gain eternal life? And again, Jesus told him what to do. And the Bible tells us that he was sad because he had many riches. Uh, he was very rich and therefore he must have missed the salvation of God. We talked about Judas who chose money over Christ. Money over Christ because at the time he chose that. You know, um, I was listening to some video that somebody sent to me that do you know that that car that you are struggling to buy in another 10, 15 years or 20 years, it will be in Owodi Market dismantled. He said that house that you are struggling, that you are corrupting your system to obtain, your children may choose not to even live in it. They are not even interested. Not interested. They don't want to go there because they say, Daddy, who is going where? Stay where? You know, it's possible that by the time our children grow up, Ikoyi may not be what Ikoyi is now. And they may not be interested. They've moved on. Maybe people are living in the sky or something. Or maybe people are living in a co-Atlantic. They don't have any interest. Praise the Lord. So be careful about what you, you know. We talked about fence sitters. And there are many in church, many in church, fence sitters, people who warm the fence. Because I won't do good, I won't do bad, and it's okay. And we, we, we saw from the Bible what Christ said about them. And what Revelation said that you are neither hot, you are neither cold, I will spew you out. And then we examine the parable of the man, the servant that had the, 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 the uh, one talent. And you know, what is most remarkable to me about it is that every time, initially when I used to read that, ah, after all, the man returned the talent. Save for the time that Jesus whipped people in the synagogue. I don't think he was that angry. He said, you wicked and slothful. And then when he finished with that, he also said to them, he also said to him, guess what? You are going to be cast out. Where there's uh, wailing, is that what he said? Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because the man returned his talent to him. And then we said to ourselves that what can we do? We looked at the fact, how can we then, um, how can we take the good part? And we talked about the spirit, having the spirit of God. And we ended with this scripture, which is found in Joshua 24, um, 24 verse 14 to 15. So this is the good part. I like this slide more than the one that I got last week, Sunday. Please clap for my team for helping Theodora. In fact, actually it was Theodora. So 
we finished with the um can you please give me Joshua 24 14 to 15 in the new King James version are you with me multimedia okay let me read it says now therefore fear the lord serve him in sincerity and truth all right and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt serve the lord and if it seems evil to you, do I write that? Yeah. If it seems, read with me, if it seems evil to you, then what? Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which are your father, which your father served, that are on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Was that a hard sermon? Truthfully, was it hard? Uh, ah, Pastor, somebody called me and said, ah, that now is as if when Pastor Yomi comes onto the altar, we know it's time for weeping. The pastor has a... <laughs> so, Pastor, you are the good cop. I am the bad cop. <laughs> but it's okay. As long as we are fulfilling the work that God has given to us. Ah, Pastor is a pastor, you know, he loves us. But Pastor, you, you, you just give it to us. Bam. Am I right? We need it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor, you want to say something? <laughs> uh, um, people will always say what they want to say. But the Bible says in the end, because people will not endure sound doctrine. doctrine. They will gather unto themselves preachers that will tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. What is important, what you want to hear, or what will take you to the place of God's promise? Do you want me to tickle your ears and nothing comes out? No happy ending? So, Pastor Me, discountenance that comment. I want to even ask a simple question. The sermon is titled, the good part. What is the opposite of the good part? I didn't hear you. The bad part. So if I don't choose the good part, I'm choosing the bad part. I have already chosen the bad part. So I don't agree that they're fenced sitters. You are either gathering or scattering. You are either building or destroying. So if you don't choose the good part, there's nothing like I just didn't make a choice. By not choosing the good part, you have, you have chosen the bad part. I, I want to say something to embellish what you have said. Today is a public holiday, which means no traffic, no pressure. If you had any difficulty coming for midweek interactive service, today is the easiest day. I want to ask you, the Muslims have a holiday. Are you a Muslim? Which Christian holiday will fall on a Friday and the mosque will be empty? Tell me whether it's Christmas, whether, whether it's the uh, Easter that falls on a Friday, will it change what happens in the mosque? So everybody has made a choice today. If I were the Lord, and today is a public holiday, and you have an appointment with me, you can't claim traffic. You can't claim work. You can't say to your boss, if you don't come 
That's who you are. What is inconvenient about today? What is inconvenient about today? Nothing. It just reveals our heart. That's why people should come to church. The Bible says the word of God is like a mirror. You look into it and you see what manner of man you are. It's not a yummy body joke saying you're bad. You see your reflection. And what you need to do is to make the right adjustments. Praise God. I'm surprised. That's nice. Thank you. But let me read the message Bible. This scripture about Miriam Martha. In verses 41 to 42, the Message Bible, um, Luke 10, 41 to 42. Can you help us? The master said, Martha, dear Martha. Means even when you're doing the wrong thing, you're still dear to the Lord. You are forcing too far too much and getting yourself worked up over what? Nothing. Over what? Nothing. We're going to read that again. The master said, Martha, dear Martha, you are forcing far too much and getting yourself worked up over... I want to hear you. I want to hear you. You're forcing over nothing. May that which we apply our strength, our time and energy to not end up being zero. Nothing means zero, of no value whatsoever. Food for the belly, belly for the food, both shall be destroyed. It says one thing only is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It is the main course and won't be taken from her. What is the opposite of main? If something is not your main course, Optional. Huh? Optional? Anybody else? If something is not main, it is secondary. It is not important. In seven days, how many days do you spend doing what is not the main course? Can I tell you something? Heaven has no record of your house. Heaven does not register what you look like because when the resurrected body, we're going to look alike. Heaven does not. You are not going to be buried with your children or your spouse. You, are, you came alone, you are going alone. And if they rob you in some expensive things, thieves will come at night, exhume your body, and take those things. So it's better they just bury you the way you came from your mother's womb. Are you there? So when you tell us this, I want to silence the voices that say you're hard. Because you're teaching us to use our time well. 
Martha sweated in the kitchen. Martha ran around, but the owner of the universe said it is nothing. It's like you take currency to the market and they say it's fake currency. It has no value whatsoever. And that's all you worked for. How joyful are you going to be? This time that we're spending here, it, this time we're spending here, it's before the Lord. I want to also say one last thing. When you broke this word on Sunday, I kept thinking about it. Martha went to Jesus and said, Well, Martha, the New King James says, well, Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Tell her to leave the good part and join me in the wrong part. You know what that tells me? People that choose the wrong path are always trying to get people who have chosen the good part to join them. So be careful who you listen to because before she went to the Lord, she had spoken to Mary time and again. First, it's an appeal. Then it's a complaint. Then it's an harassment. And then there's a threat. I'm going to tell the Lord if you don't get up and come into the kitchen with good. My question is, who is talking to you? Trying to persuade you to join their part. But they are the ones doing the wrong. Because Mary probably had a pastor like you. That was grounded. She was not going to shift. There are people that could have been in church today. It is somebody else who is a Christian that told them, let's go and do something. After all, you go to Sunday service. After all, it doesn't matter. Let's go. He's going to repeat what he said on Sunday. And some people allow the, those who are drifting away to make them come along. My contribution is this. When somebody says something, filter it with the standard of the word of the Lord, no matter how it is. This was her sister. How many of us here can resist our own blood sister if they were going adrift? How many of us can stand our ground if it is somebody you love and respect so much who wants you to join? And in this case, it was couched very well. After all, it's the Lord that we're making the food for. Did the Lord tell he's hungry? This thing I'm saying, I thought about it. How many people recruit me to do the right thing? Not many. But how many people try to recruit me to do the wrong thing? Plentiful people. My counsel is this. No matter who it is, no matter how they say it, always examine which part have I chosen. If it's the good part, I ain't trading it for you or nobody for whatever reason, 
like Mary. Even when she was reported to the Lord, the Lord says, I'm proud of Mary. She has enough sense. It's not enough to start well. You have to continue well. And this is where you need to know in whom you have believed. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I think you've even spied some of my notes. <laughs> Holy Ghost showed you. So, our key scripture uh, is Joshua 24, verse 15. Verse 15. Give me verse 15. Uh, okay. So, our key scripture, or the two scriptures we're talking about, one is this Joshua 24, 14 to 15, and the other one is the one we read in Luke. And there's an operative word in both. And that operative word is choose. And that's what we're going to examine today. Because there was something that came before the good part. It was the choice. So like you rightly said, there will always be options for us. The way you can get the good part is by choosing it. That's the, if I can call it, that's the operative word. For you to obtain the good part, you must choose it. And for you to obtain the bad part, you must also choose it. So we are going to discuss choices today. Choices. Like you are saying, sir, let me ask anybody here, is there something else you could have been doing rather than be here in church this evening? Put up your hand. Is there something else? If nothing, you can sleep. If you have a car, you spend money petrol. Me, I drove across the bridge. I drive across the bridge literally every day of the week. So today that is a public holiday that I don't want to see Pred Mainland Bridge. I just want to, you know, tomorrow I'll get onto that Pred Mainland Bridge again. Is it not nice for me to just relax? And join online. So the operative word is choose. Now let me say, just like you asked, sir. I have many questions and you're going to help me answer them this evening. I can't answer them alone. Who or what influences our choices in life? Two, as Christians, what should influence our choice? Or choices. Is there a difference between choice and decision? Mm. Mm. When and how do we know we have made the right or wrong decision? When we have made a poor decision or a poor choice, let me remain with choice. When we have made a poor choice as Christians, what should we do? These are pros are questions. I'm going to come back to them in a minute. Um, 
Before then, let's look at a few quotes about choices. Multimedia, can you help me run my slides? Do you have them ready? It says, Mike DeWine says, one of the most important things that I've learned is that life is all about choices. On every journey you take, you face choices. At every fork in the road, you make a choice. And it is those choices that shape our lives. Not our parents, not the government. It's those choices. Give me the next slide. Sometimes it's the smallest decisions that you can change, that can change your life forever. Do you know what you call, have you, do you know something called the domino effect? A young man goes out with the wrong set of people and things just begin to happen catastrophically. Uh, kata, catastrophically. I remember when I was a very young, a teenager, I had a friend that I met, and for a while I was with, you know, I used to go to the house a long time, stayed off Adeni, on Adeni Jones. Then one day, his brother returned home. And that's the first time I knew he had an older brother. And what happened? Where had he been? He had been in prison. You know why? He left home. He had an argument with his parents and left home and went to stay with a friend, hang out with a friend. And sometime later in the whole incident, the friend, uh, police came and knocked on the door. And he was, they said he had to follow them to the police station. And he said, let him wear a pair of trousers or something, put on some outfit and got to the police station. In the police at the police station, they searched him and they found the particulars of a stolen car, and the person had been killed. He was now telling us the story. He said, when he got into prison, one prisoner asked him, "What state are you from?" He said, "Ogu State," and the prisoner the prisoner woozed him that there's nothing like Ogun State. It's called Western State. What it means, it shows you how long he had been in prison. And he was there for a long time until they finally caught the guy in another operation. Why? Because he decided to just disobey his parents. He could have died. He could have been maimed. He could have been scarred for life. Just because of a decision, maybe the parents said, don't do this. And he said, no, I must do it. Uh, you don't like me, I'm leaving your house. After all, I have a friend that I can stay with. May the Lord not allow us to make wrong choices in the name of Jesus. Please go on. Let's quickly look at the slides. There are always two choices, two paths to take. One is easy and, the, and it is only reward and its only reward is that it is easy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Quickly, next slide. It is our choices that show what we truly are. For more than our, sorry, far more than our abilities. 
If I see you, I can tell you the kind of choices you have made in life. So, I went to Abuja and last week I was there and trying to, you know, get our office running again. And somebody we wanted to hire as a driver, he came at, I said, how old are you? He said, he's 58. And he was bothering me at 58 years old. How can you be looking for work as a driver? It worried me. If you have been doing what you are supposed to have been doing, the least you should have is a car hire service. There's something not quite right. That man is the sum total of the choices he has made. Next slide. I can't read this. Let me try. We are free, ha, like this one. We are free to choose our paths, but we can't choose the consequences that come with them. <laughs> it is my life. Have you heard that before? It is my life. You can't tell me what to do. I'm leaving this church. What kind of sermon is that? Don't get married to that person. Nalayo. Nalayo. You are jealous. That's why you don't want me to marry. Let's go. Hear me. Life is a matter of choices. And every choice you make does what? Every choice you make makes you. We have a few more slides. Um, for Just run through them. Life is a chess match. Every decision that you make has a consequence to it. Is that my last slide? Thank you. Okay. All right. Do you know how many choices an average human being makes a day? I looked it up. Does anybody want to guess? Yes, sir. How many? How many? Choices you make a day, an average person. Jonathan, don't Google the thing. Or you, this young people, you are, you are tell me how many. Uh, I think it's like between 700 and 1,000 decisions a day. Okay. Is that your final answer? Would you like to call a friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is estimated that we make unconsciously 36,000 choices in a day. 36,000. You know, um, YB. Yes, now, YB without the O. You know, that hairstyle, it was a choice. Or it is a choice. The reframes is a choice. To wear the earrings is a choice. The blouse you are wearing is a choice. The sportwear is a choice. The 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 route the Americans call it the route to get here is a choice. What you had for breakfast is a choice. How you lie down is a choice. Who you greet is a choice. How you greet the person is a choice. <laughs> 36,000 
average. You know, and you make them subconsciously. You don't even know you're making them something as innocuous as footwear is a choice. It's a choice. Who you go with is a choice. You choose who you listen to. Even what you listen to. If you get to your car radio, when we were young, we only had um, Radio Nigeria. And then after a while, we had RN2. RN2 was for the younger ones because they used to play nice music and all that. Check your radio station now. You can count almost 100 radio stations. It's what? A choice. My son was talking to me yesterday and said, oh, daddy, um, his mom was born in Canada, so he's got a Canadian passport. His mom, of course, has Canadian, and I have to apply. And he was saying to me yesterday, he said, daddy, when are you going to apply for this thing? And I said, why? What do I need to do? He said, yeah, you know, you're growing older, health in, um, what in healthcare in Canada, you can, uh, oh, God is my insurance, and I can't go and sit in one cold for for so long. But if you came to church on Sunday and Pastor Femi announced to you that Pastor Yomi has jackpot, is what a choice? What did he say? <laughs> don't jackpot. Don't worry, I don't like the cold, so I'm not going. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's what a choice. So, very quickly, let's, um, can you give me a few examples of people who made the right choice? Let's get involved here in the Bible. If I read the scriptures that I have, we'll lose a lot of time. Can you give me an example of someone who made two, three, maybe one, two, three examples of people who made the right choices? Right choices. Quickly, quickly, quickly. And then we are going to examine people who made the bad choices. Yes. Praise God. And perhaps their consequences. Uh, ladies first, it's a choice. Praise God. Um, Joseph in the Bible, Mary's Joseph. husband. Yes. Because he could have actually put her away. Exactly. He doesn't want her. But he made the choice. Exactly. Praise God. It wasn't an easy choice. Pastor, in a day whereby, you know, some of our people, they won't greet one guy because he dated their wife when they were girls. I, I've seen it happen before. I said, well, you didn't greet that person. Don't mind him. He was so, 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 boy, my wife's boyfriend before. Hello, that was before y'all. Did you date someone before? I've seen it live. Live. <laughs> I don't understand. You, didn't you date someone before you dated your wife and you married your wife? What is this about? Is it because he dated her when they were petty choice? <laughs> in, 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 they dated in secondary school. Excuse me. Yes, Ambassador. Praise the Lord. Yes. Riyam, the Alot. She made a good choice by saving the spice at the end of at the end of it all. All his family, they were saved. They Praise the Lord. Had family. So, in fact, that was a dangerous choice 
Because if they had caught her, they would definitely have killed her and her entire family. Hallelujah. One more person. Yeah. Jonathan has made a choice to speak. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, please clap okay. for her. Have you been here before? No, I haven't. This is your first time. Yes. Come on. Let's show some. What's your name? Simone. Simone, are you? Um, she's my auntie. She's your auntie. Yes. You're most welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, I would say uh, Ruth. Ruth? For what following you... her mother-in-law. Oh, my God. So those were choices. And we will, for reason of time, we are going to go back there soon. We want to know what propelled those choices. Because that will help us as Christians to know how we should make our choices. Now, give me three bad choices. Yes. Samson. What did he choose to do? Choose to follow Delilah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's it. Anybody, when you say Delilah, what should you do? You're on. <laughs> but um, what's um, Ruth's... Um... Um, opera, opera. The other one, they both had the same predicament. They both had the same history, same antecedents, and they took two different choices. We never heard of opera ever again. And Ruth became the great grandmother, King David, by one choice. By one choice, you put. A quotation they say, if you make a choice, it could alter the rest of your life. If you bring back that slide, please, the choice, the quote that says it will alter the rest of your life. As a matter of fact, multimedia, you're going to help us because we're going to load those slides onto the uh, church platform just so that people can know. Yes, Pastor, I like that. Two, two, people, two people in the exact same situation. In the same situation. Facing. said, where you go, I will go. Your God will be your God. Where you die, I will die. And she wasn't going to die. You, you know, Pastor, the, the, thank you, clap for Pastor Pin. You know, the, the interesting thing is that, you know, when you want to do the wrong thing, you are looking for um, confirmation. All right? So, when they ask Oprah, why did you follow? She's an old woman. My, 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 my training, my upbringing doesn't allow me to disobey an elder. How many of us have made those kind of excuses? Because you want to do really what you want to do. I remember a long time ago, my mom went to visit some person who... Had lost her husband. No, her husband was ill, had fallen ill. 
the stroke then couldn't talk and you know so my mom went visited and said ah, well, um you know you you shouldn't just be at home every time try and you know so that you yourself don't fall ill look after your husband and then the very next party they saw her the other party they saw her so third party somebody said, ah is your husband, remember, is your husband not sick and down with you? Why are you dressed up? I say, ah, it's see me that said I should be going to parties. <laughs> I didn't tell you to go to, I said, you know, Sammy, you don't hold yourself up in the <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, these are examples of bad people who made bad choices. All right? Esau made a bad choice. Not true. He made a bad choice. Who made the first bad choice? Uh, Eve or Adam? Okay, let's settle the matter. Adam and Eve. Yeah. Because God's covenant was not with the serpent. It was with Adam and Eve. And do you know, you talk about uh, Ruth, you know, have you heard that before? Yeah. There's Adam too, Abba Eveku, Abba Yaku, because Adam knew that he ought not to have eaten of Ruth, but he was so mesmerized by his beauty that if I don't eat. That means God is going to separate me from Eve. Oh, let me make the choice. I'll eat of this forbidden fruit so that I can go a life with Ruth, a life with Eve in sin out of the out of the garden is much better than a life in the garden without Eve. Forgetting that this God was the one who created Eve. If need be, he would have created Eve 2.0. Um, this young man made a choice to come and be the assistant pastor. I had to arrest him. <laughs> we have some online comments. Precious Online says, King Saul made a bad choice. That's in my notes. He made the sacrifice that Samuel was the only one meant to have offered. Is in my notes. And then Maria, Minister Maria Odubeson says, Rachel made a bad choice when she stole the gods of her father, Laban, and kept them with her. And some have said that's why died young. Some have said so. What God was delivering her from when she met Jacob? She took it along to her, yeah. to where God was taking her. Yeah. May God help us. Amen. Make the right choices. We in must name. make the right. This is a very important. So let me quickly go. Who or what influences our choices? Anybody wants to help me? What quickly? We have very little time. Who or what influences our choices? Good or bad? Uh, for me, if I want to make any choice, if it's not um, 
No, I'm not asking you that question. I think they're Who are influences the choices we make? I'm going to come back to what we should do as Christians. Who, who are the people or what influences? The word of God. Okay, yeah, that's it. The word of God influences our choice. Sorry. Yeah, hey, hey, give it to her. What? The benefits we get from it. The benefits we get. No, it doesn't happen to Christians. Christians also they do it. That's not true. The benefits we get care. As a Christian, okay, maybe not people in Grace Assembly. <laughs> the truth is that as mm. we as humans, all mm. of us makes different choices. It has nothing mm. to do with our faith. Let's be sincere. Mm. So sometimes we look out for something because they are so be- they have benefit that if we don't do it now, we won't get it again. Mm. So we just do go ahead and do it. So far mm. it's beneficiary. And everything we do most times is because of what we face and the exactly. situations around us. Exactly. Clap for her. You know the guy that you are talking to has been talking to your friend. After all, so your own reason for doing it, koro koro, is because he has money. But when you ask the friend, I say, "Is there anything going on between both of you?" She said, "No," and then you took that to mean that go on song. Yes, sir. So okay, yes. I think mainly what's used to happen most times is our previous life situations and experiences. They influence our choices? Yes. Yeah, come on. Sometimes. Yeah. Our previous life experiences. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm coming yeah, to you. I think that when, if, you, if you're under a pressure to make a mm. choice, that's even, after some time, I realized I was a bad choice. Pressure. But what usually influence or inform our choices is the environment and what we hear all the time mm. you know I was just meditating that even Solomon had the choice why God God from what pastor explained when the, when God was asking him that question he could hear two voices one was choose the other one that's why God mentioned that you didn't choose this one this one you chose mm. that means there was choice there mm. and what we hear all the time I'm sure he was properly taught okay and that's why pastor says hear it now so that in the days when you, you, you are confronted with these choices you know what to bring out so it wasn't spiritual it was out of good teaching and the worst choice is in the day when you can't recall anything that you can use so that's why we have to constantly yeah yes ma'am Sorry, come to me first, so I will talk. <laughs> okay, so, so, <laughs> in, this, in this church, we choose ladies first. But it's coming to you. Yeah. Okay, I think sometimes to our fears, yeah. it affects our choices. Yes. Thank you. I don't know what tomorrow holds. It's better for me. You, you know, that's when we start, uh, what do you call those things? Um, adages, a bed in the hand is worth two in the book. You know the guy is a joker. You know he has no plan. Your spirit tells you, everybody around tells you, but you know, no, there's a wedding coming up and everybody is going with their bloke. I must show with my bloke. Even if he's a scoundrel. You can make that choice. Fear of being 
alone. When they tell the joker, get out of this place and don't come back here. Because you know why? If you do not open your fists, no, something new can never enter it. I'm speaking to somebody. It's time for you to open your fists so that something new can, you can embrace something new. Yes, let's say. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so what can also influence our choices is our mindset. Our mindset. Our mindset. When your mindset is not aligned with the word of God, oh, yeah, you can yeah, make yeah. a Okay. Right, thank choices. Were you, did you want to say something? Yes, please. Praise the Lord. I think one of the reasons too is because of um, our human nature. We are selfish in nature. So each time it's beneficiary to you, you want to do it. Yes. And other one is also um, for the society. You want to please everybody, even if it's, it's not aligned to the scripture. Yes. Praise God. You are going near where I'm going. Please clap for her. Because all of you are judging one very important thing that influences social media. Let me ask you a question. Have you posted something on a chat group before? And you are wondering if somebody is going to comment or watch. You keep on going back. Does that happen to you? <laughs> Who said yes? <laughs> Does that happen? Because maybe on your school chat group, some people, when they post, everybody answers them. But when you post, nobody answers you. And then you are beginning to have a complex. Did I say the right thing? Maybe I'm not as popular as the other person who spoke. Because the thing that that person said did not make sense like what you said. But nobody is piggybacking on what you have posted. You know what you are looking for? You are looking for social approval. That's why you keep on going back there. You want people to approve of you. People who don't... People who are not even thinking right. People who are probably envious of you. Why are you looking for the approval? You're as bad as Saul. When Saul was asked, why did you commit yourself? The people... So whenever you're looking for approval on social media, call yourself by what name you should be known as. I am King Saul. I am being King Saul. And perhaps that will stop you in your tracks. You don't need their approval. You don't need their approval. They are probably not even half as intelligent as you are. When you, you know something? I'm not a believer. But guess what? If I have something to say, I will say it. And if I say it, if you don't like it, I can leave the group. You know what? Because before the group existed, I existed. And after the group, I will continue to exist. Uh, 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 um, Pastor, we have some questions, right? <laughs> People. Yeah, now, we'll come to you after. Sister Maria says again that what informs our decisions sometimes is culture and tradition. Hey. 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 
my people see on a soul with the drum. Yes. It starts from my people say, my people say Yoruba men must not marry Igbo women. It's not done. It's not in our culture. Yoruba men cannot marry somebody from Edo. It's not right. We are different. Don't you know that we are different? So somebody comes. I've seen people who have ended up in the wrong marriages because their father said, you can marry this person. In our village, we don't marry. Excuse me? Who gave the law? Is it not some people who sat together and started doing what they are doing? I, can I, I want to... Can I chip in something about the social media thing because actually takes us into life beyond church when we go out on the streets. Whether we like it or not, a lot of us are active on social media. And this thing of wanting people feeling bad that when I post, nobody comments. I'm in a chat group. I say something and the place goes quiet. I remember once, it was an interactive service. I, I said something and everybody went quiet. And I said, why are you all quiet? Nobody answered. So I started thinking. And somebody says, we're quiet because the thing hit us. We're thinking. We're now thinking. That's when I clap for myself. <laughs> because if people answer you, you may be such a lightweight. Mm. You're just an entertainer. Oh. When you say something deep, deep. people breathe deeply. And reflect. And that shows the quality of your contribution. Quality is not always demonstrated in quantity. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Normally, we would have finished around something. Do you have your permission for us to go on? Do you have your permission? Make a choice now forever. Be... <laughs> Do you have your permission? So that we can deal with this thing thoroughly. Yes. Um, no, DM first. DM. Yes, sir. Um, Bible says, woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Hmm. Sometimes ease makes us to take decisions. Yeah, we want to go the easy way. No, no, no. When you are comfortable. Yeah, oh, you are in a place of comfort. Yes. yes. David, when he became king, was, mm. he started making some very funny decisions, mm. you know, mm. as opposed to when he was hustling. Okay. So our choices can be influenced. By our comfort zone. Yeah, by our comfort zone. Thank you. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wanted to say the flip side to that social media is just to comfort those who make posts and people don't comment. The number of people who see what you've written, uh, they usually outnumber those who are talking. So don't think that they didn't see it. The at numbers it. And one lesson I've got to learn from choices is that <clears throat> it is only when it comes to God's ordinance that he makes, a, makes it black and white. When it comes to our well-being, God gives it as a choice. He always gives you a suggestion. This is the way or the other way. But if it comes to his ordinance, he can remove somebody just so that his ordinance can continue. But he can leave you there to make all the wrong choices if you don't choose the right one, you know. Okay, thank you. Praise God. If we look at the recent happening in a, within us now, that's the case of Mubaj. 
many people are commenting that is a uh, Naramali or this thing that killed Mubad. But Pastor Tunde Bakari came out. He said he made a wrong choice. He made his choices. He, he made his choices because when he was looking for life, he knows that it's true. Uh, uh, those guys that he was moving out with. And what your father or your mother cannot achieve within two or three years, you want to achieve it within two days or one day. So when people are now commenting about Pastor Bakari, they are looking at it on a, on a, that he's not a sympathetic uh, person. Whereas he's telling, he's telling the truth. He made his choices. It's just like the way you are preaching to us now. Mm. Many of us are listening to you. They are listening to Pastor but they will still go and make a wrong choice. After yeah. making a wrong choice, they will now be looking for a seer or a pastor <laughs> who will deliver them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, now about trends. Does, do trends influence our choices? We want to be socially correct. Does that influence our choice? Strongly. You belong to a group of people or you want to belong to a group of people. So you are doing, just like you said, what happened? Trends. The, the man wanted to hammer. He wanted to be a hit. So he looked around, looked around, looked around. He said, what name can I give myself? What name do you bear? He said, Mubad. Imfurami Mubad. Unfortunately, something bad happened to him. Why? Because you want to belong. Trends. You want to wear what they wear. You want to drive what they drive. You want to go where they go. You want to speak the language. The Bible tells us that when Peter followed our Lord Jesus Christ and he was about to be tried, they said, your speech gives you a way. So even if you are in church and you are using some language, your speech will give you a way to tell you where you have been coming from. A gentleman, story of a gentleman um, who came to church Sunday morning and looking at it, didn't have envelope for offering. Wait. <laughs> Look, calling an usher, waiter. <laughs> that tells you <laughs> where is Napalo. Language gave him a way. Contribution here from online. Um, Pastor Kola says Saul chose the right servant when he went looking for the donkey. Who you move with? Is very important. When he couldn't find a donkey, he was going to go home to a, a heritage of failure. Comparative inability to perform. His father was a high performer in society. He was going to go home. The servant that he took said, oh, no, it's not good. It's not good. He said, let's go to the man of God. He said, you know what he said? He said, I don't have any money to give. The servant said, I brought some money. 
sometimes it is the quality of the person that you're with that is the make or break of your life. So let's be careful. Thank you, Pastor Kola. So we are still talking. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Kola. What are the influences? Who you hang out with? Why you hang out with them? When you hang out with them, I had cause one evening to drive out late and I saw policemen and checkpoints and I was saying to myself, you know, God forbid, but the chances that you can be a victim is higher when you are going out late. It's difficult for a policeman or it's harder for a policeman to jack you up during the day. Yeah, somebody wants to say yes. Okay, let's take the lady first. Fala. Yeah, Fala. Yeah, please, where's the microphone now? You have chosen to sleep. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I just wanted to buttress what we said. Something happened to me recently. Um, I be on my school, my secondary school um alumni group, there's also a female part. And for a while I thought that people just didn't like me because mm. you know I would say something and nobody would comment. And then others would say something and everybody would be like, oh. But last week, I posted somebody, I said happy birthday to someone. And the person, what she said really made my heart glad. She said, prophetess Fola, mm. mother hen, mm. the one that loves everybody. And she just started going on and on. And so I said to myself, oh, so the fact that nobody, and then after she said that, everybody started talking. So in my mind, I was like, oh, so it means that I was actually making an impact. Impact, but you didn't. Because, you know, there are lots of fun and everything, but I would chip in something about Christ. I would chip in words that would make people feel good, feel okay, remember there's Christ. And I thought maybe I was not popular because of the way I would put those things. But that day showed me that they didn't say anything but they heard something. Yeah, oh my and that made my day. Gentlemen, there, yeah. So, look at this. She could have gone on that flight. She could have allowed it to affect her self-esteem and her confidence. But really, people are looking at you as, ah, when we are joking, you know, don't carry it to this. I, the, the, one of the youngest people in my class platform Two people are fighting. They are fighting and they are abusing themselves. And you hear things like, aren't you going to intervene in the fight? <laughs> because everybody knows that he's the voice and pastor is perhaps the third or fourth youngest in my class. He's the fourth or third youngest. But that voice, he doesn't, he's a nice person, he's a great, he's a pastor and redeemed and all. He jokes, he goes around, but So the fact that people are not commenting doesn't necessarily mean it's like us coming here 
guess what? We can preach what you want to hear. On Sunday, when we preach this message, we are guests in the house. If we are not obeying the voice of God, you know what we would have said? Ah, they are guests in the household. It's possible that some of them can come and join this church. So, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Guess what? Let me not say it and hear you one of you say amen. But <laughs> do you understand me? Do you know what it is to see guests in the house? Potential members because we want to grow, and you still stick to preaching the word of God. And they got there was one. I had an experience last last week. One of my proteges, she's single, very pretty lady, and she's been single, divorced for a long time, and all of that. And so she started this ministry, and I'm going to mention the ministry. It's called um, the Assignment Matured Singles, and she started it small, blah 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 blah. And so how she put me on it, maybe just. I'm not a single, and I will not be <laughs> in the zone. But she put me on it. So I don't comment. I don't do anything. But she did something. She said, I just saw a post. It's not time for gifts. I don't know. Are you on that platform? Are you on that platform? I had to. She said, people have been coming to me with land, with money, Blah, 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 blah. But God has not asked me to collect money from you. So it's not time for gifts. I'm not going to be able... Do you know the week she told me? She calls me Ogami. She still called me. And she can hear me. Ogami, I need lunch money. So I first thought she was joking. She called me again, Ogami. I need lunch money now. Are you going to allow hunger to kill your girl? So I have to send her something. So I know that it's not because she has enough that she is doing that, but she is obeying fully the word of God. You know her. Yeah, am I telling the truth? Complete. You said people have even offered land. They offered land. She said, no, God has not asked me. If he does, at that appropriate time, I will let you know. But for now, if you have sent me money, I'm sending it back to you. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so we have the microphone, sorry. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, so I just want to comment on the trend that you mentioned about. Mm. So when we were in GSS3, that was in uh, a colleague of mine in the same school where we are close friend. So on our preparation to write our exam to the SS1, he said ah, for him to read, it is a big burden for him. Reading, studying, that he has gone to meet one uh, Baba that will make uh, this uh, success biro. He says success biro. I was uh, I was just amazed just at that particular time. I said success biro. Without reading, they will just do success biro. You go to the exam. 
and you, you doesn't mean that you will not write anything or you will not meditate, read, and study for the courses or subjects that you want to write uh, you know, about. He said, don't worry. So I was just like contemplating. I said, are you sure this thing is going to work? He said, don't worry. It's going to work that he has the mother of fortified him just what i'm commenting is that what other things that can influence our no, choices yes. is pressure group pressure group okay yes. so you could have gone that way i you know he wanted to influence me to go no i didn't i during the jss3 exam when the we now we now wrote the jss3 exam the result now came out. His name was not on the list on those that we go to that we move to SS1. Because that will do work. So pressure group. Yeah. Peer group. Peer group. Peer yes. pressure. Peer yes. Pressure. It can it can influence your and you are leaving your book normally. Yes, normally. It's not that I have much textbook, but I just read and God helped me and I no, you know, some people, man of God, some people even go to Badalayo to make medicine that will give them money. Meanwhile, the man that you went to see, the Baba, have you ever gone to see a Baba in Baba, Banana Island? No, please, let's be serious now. You know, me, Assuming you told me that there's a Baba that lives in Eco Atlantic or Banana Island, then I can measure because you're about to say, for you to promise that you're so clutch for somebody, they will first look at the one that you are wearing. Do you see where those Babas are? Where you watch a Yoruba movie and all of that? If they could make medicine or juju that can give money, wouldn't they do it for themselves first? Then you see all kinds of people killing their father, killing their mother, killing their children because one Baba says you should bring something to do. Okay. We want to go to something else. Next leg. But good. Thank you, sir. I want to just say a big thank you to the, <clears throat> to the pastor and the, this church. This church has a high level of comportment. Mm. Uh, you talked about not changing the sermon because seeing people have seen being in this church, I've seen people high caliber who enter this church, and the pastor doesn't change the sermon. That's all. No, the pastors change anything. something. Because I've been to where people God prepare the sermon, they will use the day visitors are around to announce every all the thing they need no. and begin to beg, especially when government government officials are around. But this church has a high level of comportment. I want to celebrate that on this church. Yes, it's a choice. We've had the first lady here before. And the protocol was saying um, she must sit somewhere. You said, you said, lie, lie. If she's not sitting there, let her go. Simple. They said, ah, when she comes, she'll bring big offering. Thank you very much. In this church, this is where we respect your office because the Bible enjoins us to do so. But not to replace the office yeah. with uh, you know, we will not replace you. You can't come and sit here. This 
is for the pastors. In your office, you are who you are. In our office, we are who we are. So, yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I, I think it's important that I add this because on Sunday when you preach the word, um, and you talked about Martha and Mary. I think myself and my sister Maria were together and we're like, we're very much a lot of us, we are actually matter. Because the things that we worry about, we feel like it is important that we do. I'm a single mom. I have so I worry a lot. As my head is full. But when you finish with all the worry at the end of the day doesn't add anything. And God will tell you, go back to my word. And in Philippians 4, 6, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The truth is that matter what she was doing, it was not wrong in quotes. When you're worrying about what you will eat, what you will put on, what is tomorrow, it's not wrong per se, but what does the word say? And so for me on on um, on Sunday, I was reminded, and it's not like I was not, I've not been reminded many times. God will tell me, what have I told you? But the importance of coming to church many times is because sometimes when you go back into the world, it's it tries to sap away the word. So when you come to church, you're reminded again and again. Choose the good part. What matter chose, praise God. What the part that matter chose was not necessarily like it was not important. But at that point in time, what is required of you by God? He says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. And many of us are going through tough times in Nigeria. There are things that want to pull you apart. But does the word of God change because of that? That is why he gave you that word last week. To remind us, not because we don't know the word. To remind us again, choose the good part. What does God say in the midst of what is going on? The price is going to go up. This is just went up again. Will you lose your peace? He says that, and the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, will guide your hearts. Times will shake. The word of God will stand. God will help us. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that there's a way that cement right onto a man, and the end of it is what? Destruction. So it looks good. When you're making the choices, it looks good. It says, wide is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow. Is the one that leads to eternal life. The fact that we don't want to do wahala, we don't want to stretch ourselves, can make us make bad choices. The same Bible also tells us that not everything that is lawful is expedient. So, well, what Martha was doing was lawful, it was not expedient. And it made me to realize that there are times that we think we are doing the right thing and we are outside the will of God. On the face of it, we seem to be doing the right thing. People are looking at us and they are clapping. We ourselves are looking at us. Ah, let me preach like that, Father, in the name of Thank you. Oh, oh, pastor, you preach very well. You need to always go back to God. Even we that were on this side is by grace that we're existing. It is only grace that is sustaining us. I was looking around for the sermon. I had to call Theodora. You know why? Because even me, I wanted to listen to the sermon. Because, and Pastor, you, you said it, we said, sometimes when we are up here, what you say is not what is in your notes. 
is the Holy Spirit that is speaking to you at that time. So I myself, I want to sit back, listen and digest it. Even sometimes take notes of the sermon that I preached. Because otherwise, let me not preach to others and then make a shipwreck of my own salvation. So let's go to the final part today. I called it the Rotary. They have a four-way test. Those who are Rotarians or you have family members who are, or you have friends who are Rotarians, they have the four-way test. So I created the four-way test, the four-way choice test of a believer. Now, we can expand it more than four, but these are my own four. One, is it in the interest of God? That choice you are about to make, is it in the interest of God? Is it something God would like? Is it something that would please him? Is it in line with his own will? This choice I'm about to make. Number two, is it in the interest of God's people? If it is in your own interest, above the interest of God's people, then it cannot be a good choice. The boy with two loaves and five fish, he put the interest of the people above his own personal interest. Do you know, can I say something? You know, I like the fact that you know, Pastor Tosser said, whenever we are reading the Bible, read it like in Technicolor. Do you know the person who was hungry the first? Who was hungry? Who said we are hungry? Now, how do we feed these people? It was Jesus. So is it possible that Jesus himself was hungry? Do you know, in today's world, some of us, it's like the president today saying he's hungry. Do you know, rather than share the bread with all of us, we can go to the president and say, I want good contract. I want you to bless me. Do you are you listening? And you give it, you give the loaf, say, president, don't tell anybody, oh, I have two loaves. You take one. I take one. Then fish. Let's do it. You are older than me. Take three. Let me take two. Without thinking about God's people. You know why? Because we believe that when we please the president, we are looking for returns. So even when we do good, that's why when pastor is praying about communion, there's one prayer that hits me right in the middle of the face. It says, even when we seem to be doing the right thing, but we belong to do hear that. Every time he communion, he says it. So you may be doing good, but your motive is wrong. Number two. Number three. How does my decision align with the word of God? How is that choice that I have made align with the word of God? And number four. Can I testify about intent or action will it pass God's integrity test 
That's why a young lady comes here. I said, praise the Lord. I just bought a new car. But you didn't tell us that it was a sugar daddy that bought it for you. A young man comes here, praise the Lord. Ah, life is good. But you didn't tell us that you are a Yahoo boy. If it cannot pass that integrity test, if you cannot come up here and give us the full story from A to Z, you begin to cut, you know, and he says it when people come and tell him stories. Even before you start, the Holy Spirit has told him that, do you know we are the guys they quote the most to? Somebody comes to you and says, I have an issue. And say, okay, explain what's happening. And then the person is telling you the story. And you yourself know that this story doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, am I right, sir? Sometimes we are messing with and I say, okay, hold it there. This thing you are telling me. But when you are ready to tell me the real story, come back. Many of us, we have made bad choices. And we are looking for God to endorse that choice for us. When you are about to make the choice, you didn't seek the face of God. You didn't ask him. David had two battles. The battles of the battle of Ziglag. He said, he inquired of the Lord, should I, will I, should I pursue and overtake? And there was one time God said, pursue, overtake. You recover everything. I think that was the battle of Ziglag. Then there's another one. Don't go. Sit where you are. I'm going to get other people to do the battle for you. Now, it's possible that David, because the Lord told him the first time to pursue, he will overtake and he will recover. He will say, I don't need to ask God again. I'm, I'm too familiar. Uh -uh. Is he not Baba God? Uh, he spoke to me the other time now. And then you take that decision and you go. And then you fall flat on your face. There's possible that four-way test may be expanded to other ways. I think our time is far spent. I'd have loved to take some comments on the four-way test. But guess what? This four-way test, let's continue the conversation on the um, church Right. So we can expand the four-way test and it can become five, six, seven. But if you have been blessed this evening, I want you to make a choice. The night is far spent, but I think we spent it well. We made a choice and I think we've made the right choice. So every now, now, when you want to, when you need to make a choice, Listen to that four-way test. Maybe make it five, like I said, and the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen.